0: Animism Radio. I'm your host, Laura Giles. Thanks for being here. Today, I'm joined um, with our co-founder, Sherry Calvert, and private group member, Simon Fowler. And today, we're going to be talking about the archetypal shadow. So let's get started by giving gratitude and creating a sacred container for today's podcast. Acknowledge and thank the element of earth for the home, food, foundation, beauty, sensuality, stability that surround us all. I acknowledge and thank the Element of Air for the creativity that keeps us going, for carrying our words to the ancestors and to all of you. I appreciate all you tuning in. Um, got lots of growth out there, so that's really fantastic. And I acknowledge and thank the Element of Fire for giving us the sun um, to keep us warm, to help the plants grow, and uh, connecting us to our power and responsibility. I acknowledge the element of water and thank you for sustaining our lives and reminding us to flow. I acknowledge and thank our loving, helping ancestors, as always, from the human, plant, animal, and mineral kingdoms. And I thank you for all the help that we receive, received that's seen and unseen. And, of course, I give gratitude to all of our listeners. And if the show inspires or helps you, please consider donating to the program. And you can do that on our website at pansociety.net. Uh, and if you want to engage in the conversation of course you can join us at probably the best place is our facebook group where uh, we met simon so thanks simon for being here how are you
1: pretty good thank you for having me Uh, i'm really excited yeah um yeah i'm
0: ready and thank you sherry for being here thank you for having me Yeah, yeah so the archetypal shadow there's so much we could. Say about that. Where do you guys want to start?
1: <laughs> uh, well, one of the things I love about the shadow is that it means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. You know, um, I personally am a fan of the kind of Jungian interpretation yeah, where shadow is our the things we repress in ourselves. Um, those could be positive or negative traits. You know, things that we kind of quell beneath the surface, uh, repressed by you know, society or our family growing up, things like that. Um, But I think it's really important to integrate those parts of us um, so that we can, you know, use them to our advantage and see that we are not wholly good or wholly bad. And the shadow can be either of those parts that we deny in ourselves based on, you know, what other people have told us.
0: Yeah, I think um, I really like the shadow, too, because I'm, I'm really motivated by personal growth, spiritual growth, and um, just getting to be a, I don't know if better is the right word, because that's duality, but more whole person. And I think you can't do that unless you're willing to go into your shadow and willing to face it. And um, it's not easy, <laughs> especially when you see something that doesn't look uh, the way you think it should. Um, mm-hmm. but those have just been the most transformative times for me is when that stuff comes up yeah. so even though it's like it, I, I mean I, I i try to keep a, a curious uh mind about it because then it makes it not so serious and not so judgy you're just like oh i didn't know that was in there look at that kind of you know what i mean
2: <laughs> yeah
3: yeah shadow for me it's one of those I struggle with, I mean, I still do. I know a couple of years ago, I had really, really bad struggles. Like when we went on, uh, when we we're in new Orleans, um, however many years ago that was, but, um, I, I, it was really bothering me then. And, um, you know, and we did that float tank. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. or I did that. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, experiencing that and then realizing that, because at the time I was really just trying to be, a "Quote unquote," a good person. Like I wanted to be that super happy, everything's great all the time, motivational type. Like I wanted to have that for myself, and then I wanted everybody else to experience that too. And it was killing me, like because I was, you know, I was so terrified of having, you know, of being angry, experiencing anger, or showing anger, or you know, you know, not agreeing with everybody, or being disruptive in certain ways. I hate it. Like I I didn't like the idea of doing all that and, and and trying to fight the shadow side of me and the dark side of me. It was, it was really bothersome and that's not a wholesome living like um, because it was making me worse than I really was. And so when it finally did happen, I had a huge burst of everything. Like it all came out and I was just angry for a while. So I think you have to have a healthy balance and a healthy relationship with it and understand that it's there I mean, it's meant to be there. You have to have
1: it. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, definitely. I think. Um, I think our more negative aspects or things that we socially consider negative. Uh, again, we're meant to have them. If we weren't meant to have them, they wouldn't be a part of us. Um, and a lot of times, those negative things are what drive us to do those positive things. Like For sure. I know from, uh, like something that I've always struggled with, um, which I've gotten more balanced with, uh, I would say now, but, uh, growing up, I had a really bad anger problem. You know, I couldn't control my anger. I was quick to get mad. Um, yet I, I've seen now, um, after trying to just completely obliterate all aggression from me and just, you know, take everything calmly, take everything passively. Um, a lot of times aggression is what kept me going, kept me accomplishing things, you know, I was mad at the way my life was, or I was mad at the things around me, um, which give, gave me the drive to actually yeah. do things and make my life better and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. And I think every, I think every negative, quote unquote, aspect we have of ourselves that we keep in our shadow does have its place. It's just delving into it, seeing it for what it is, and then seeing, okay, how can I use this? Uh, harsher energy to bring me to the places that I need to be and that I want to be.
0: Well, sometimes I think in our society, particular, and we're all American, the mm-hmm. shadow is the, the face of the archetype. So as you were talking, Simon, what I was kind of envisioning in my head is the hero, because that's, that's what motivates the hero to do something, is something's wrong here, you know, I'm in pain. And mm-hmm. it, it, it starts as a motivation to change things. But the hero in our society, I think, is the athlete and it's the um, celebrity, and and you see them, you know, grandstanding and when they're blinging and they're and they're um, they're displaying the shadow sides of the hero, and I think that because heroes are what we aspire to, so then we aspire to the shadow, and not to the bright side of the hero, which is is okay. So you go out and do these things, and then you accept your failings and you accept your flaws you don't just make keep keep yourself on a pedestal there and be like oh look at me I'm so far above you I'm so much better than you you know I mean that's that's a shadow yeah <laughs> I don't think people understand that <laughs> <laughs> I mean because how many yeah, that- people want, want you know oh I want all this money I want this big car I want this and that. all these trappings of I'm good enough I am better than you you know? Yeah,
1: no, definitely. And people can, people can often deny, um, that I think like struggle, struggle in life, uh, to get those things that, that you want, those things that, you know, show success, show that you're doing quote unquote better, you know, those require actual struggle. They require work. And that's, and I think that's what the shadow best represents as well is, you know, like Sherry said, those are the things you don't want to look at because those are things you deny in yourself. They're things that if you're really looking into your shadow, it's never a pleasant experience. You know, you're looking at the things that you're denying, the things that are a part of you, but you don't want to acknowledge. You know, you don't want to acknowledge that you can be hateful or that you can be weak or fragile, you know? Um yeah. You just want everyone else to see the best parts of you, which can lead you to projecting those terrible things onto other people and, you know, breaking apart everybody, uh, both in interconnectedness and as individuals.
0: Well, and as you were talking about that, then it reminded me of the, the racial uh, discussions that we're having. Oh yeah. (laughs) Lots and lots of shadow popping out and yeah, and that's good. You know, I mean, nobody wants to be the bad guy. Nobody wants yeah. to be, you know, I mean, some, some people, I guess <laughs> you see that too,
2: yeah. You know? yeah. yeah,
0: but I think it's a good opportunity to start seeing those things within you and, and it is hard. So I'm having lots of conversations these days um, and trying to be in the space of listener. I'm not always good at that, <laughs> <laughs> just to see, you know, what's tweaking me, what's, what's, what's behind there because i really truly don't want to hurt people and i don't i I want to grow through this and it's a conversation to have though because everybody's impacted so everybody's triggered and it's really hard to have that honest conversation
2: right yeah
3: i think I i think that's a great example of shadow self coming out is everything that's going on right now um because it's very interesting if if we can all take a step back. Cause like I, I would say social media is the biggest one, right? Because we have a lot of people you don't personally know, but everybody has an opinion. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. if you're compassionate enough and you want to sit there and actually have a conversation and see where it's coming from, because there are some people that, I mean, everybody has a different view. Everybody has a different experience. Everybody is seeing it differently. Like, I, um, and it, it is, it's a struggle. Like I have friends whose spouses are law enforcement and, um, then I, you know, I have friends that are on the, the, the protesting side. I have friends that have been affected by law enforcement in negative ways. I have, you know, so you're trying to hear where everybody's come from and everybody's just like exploded on each other. Like I, I've watched mm-hmm. friend groups fall apart of like people that I know have been friends for years, the family, too. The family absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. if we can take a step back and realize like, not realize, but if we can just all talk about it and take a step back and see where everybody's coming from and hear each other, um, we can work on something hopefully. But yeah, it's like for the people that were holding back and not saying anything at all, this is their moment and they're exploding and the shadow side's coming out and there's people that it was just always out and it's exasperated right now. So they they have no light side or, you know, and I air quotes again, good side. Uh, So it's interesting. Seeing everything happen, and there's so many emotions. Like my heart is breaking every day, and it's kind of made me pull back because I just don't want to have yeah. conversations now with people because there's just so much emotion happening, and nobody's owning yes. up to what you know their stuff.
1: Yeah. 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 No, I, oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, I was just going to say that when Sherry was talking, you reminded mm-hmm. me of uh, you know Jungian talks about projection. You know, when you when you refuse to acknowledge your own shadow self you see all of your negative qualities or perceived negative qualities and you put them on other people. Uh, and just as she was saying, you know, people aren't willing to talk to each other. No one, we need to have these conversations as difficult as they are. We need to collectively, um, delve into this shadow of society, which is racism or, you know, disparities and things like that. Um, but at the same time, you've got people on both sides projecting onto the other side, everything they perceive is negative about the situations you know um on one side it's you know whatever everybody's all racist everybody's um you know it's you people are automatically racist you are all shadow you are yeah. you know racism or whatever and then and yet at the same time they they will say you know they cannot be racist because of their race you know or something like that or or that they alone are able to talk about racism because of their race, then enacting, you know, more racism. Um, Yeah. And you have people just throwing all of their negativity on the other side when, in reality, for us to really delve into the shadow together, we need to hear the other person's side, see the shadow that they see in us, let them know the shadow we see in them, and together kind of figure out all right, so how do we get out of this together? We're both right in some ways. We're both wrong in probably more ways. How do we figure out uh, where that is and how we can you know, combine it together to move forward?
0: So one of the things that um, I've always done is I can kind of somewhat, because I look ethnically ambiguous, I can sort of hide. And if on my um, social media, I don't have my picture, and that's deliberate that is kind of to i've done this like my whole life it is to force people to see me for who i am and not who you think i am and i and i'm realizing now that that's a shadow why why not just stand and be who you are i mean it it provides it has been a way for us to connect but do i need to do
2: that
3: really mm-hmm. right I, it's interesting that you say that because for my profile picture, I, I have mine and I, I, I'm, I think I'm going to change and try yours for a little bit, but also on my social media, it's mostly, I only have people I know personally because it makes my me weird that, <laughs> for strangers to be on there. Yeah. But um, a lot of people that I, I have had around or whatever, or people that I considered really good friends. I remember having um, people over for dinner and we were, we were really actually having a race discussion and most of my life, um, it, it's been kind of weird, uh, because, you know, I'm not Asian enough for the Asians and I'm not <laughs> like, there's a whole thing here, yeah. but that night happened to be, everybody was pale. I was the only non pale person there. And, um, you know, so the, the conversation is definitely very different, but then one yeah. of my friends mm-hmm. said, um, she's like, yeah, but you wouldn't I understand you're white. And I was like, but I'm not like, that's what you see me as. <laughs> like, and I, Because I sat there and I was, I, my jaw dropped. And I was like, wait, is that how you see me? You think I'm white? <laughs> and then I wanted to pick this apart. I was like, well, why do you think that? Is it visually, you know, do you see yourself in me or something? Like, is there something there that you see mm-hmm. that I, I need to reflect on myself too? And so there was this whole conversation because she just didn't see it. And I, I couldn't make her see that I was not, You know we were not the same color or whatever the same ethnicity and i mean it boggled my mind a little bit but then i'm like okay so you know what do i do with that like how do i you know because part of it was my stuff and part of it was her stuff and yeah 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 i think that's a huge relationship
0: though you know we we help each other to to grow right
1: yeah and I, i think it's interesting to both of your points um you know, Sherry, like you said, they just kind of projected that identity onto you. You know, you might have your own identity of "I am this and this" or "I am all this" or whatever, and then someone else will someone else will tell you what you are to them. Um, and just like you were saying, Laura, how you kind of keep your identity hidden behind your uh, profile picture. I I understand where you're coming from, and that's exactly what I do. The opposite. I I used to hide who I was, or I wasn't even on social media for a long time. just because I thought it was a dumpster fire, but, um, <laughs> you know, so I know, I know that no matter what, when the conversation starts, I'm going to be the white guy or a white guy or just another white guy. You know, that is what I will be perceived as. And that's what I am going to be assigned. And, you know, if you don't, someone else is always going to pick a side for you. In these conversations, especially something that is so superficial as skin color or genetics. Um, and so I, I kind of use that as my advantage now, you know, because you're going to tell me how you feel. You're going to see me and you're going to tell me how you feel about this entire topic. Uh, am I inherently evil to you? That tells me about you. That tells me where you're coming from. Uh, am I another victim just like you? That tells me where you're coming from and where your perception on this whole situation it is, And then that gives me an opportunity to talk to you, you know, so if you think I'm inherently evil, why? Why do you think that Do you think it's, don't you think it's kind of weird that you're assuming I'm a bad person because of my race? Doesn't that kind of say racism to you? Or at the same time, you know, and one thing I worry about uh, for society as a whole is that this, uh, this projection of racism onto, like, the white community, that we are all just inherently racist, um, is going to actually create racists. It's going to be like, well, if you're just, you know, if you're just going to assume that I'm a horrible person, no matter what, then screw you and everybody that looks like you, you know? And that's something I think about a lot, which actually worries me because, uh, you know, not to get into the, to not to get too much into the weeds, but I think this is all a very deliberate thing um, politically, but, you know, it's, it's this idea that if we say that there's vision enough, we say that there's a shadow enough of certain people, we can cultivate that shadow and make it manifest. And then everything we've been lying about will become true because we were able to create it. Um,
0: yeah, we do have to be careful is, about uh, what we consume in the media, the things we talk about, who we say, because another, so the, I, I think the hero, as we represented in our society, is, is in shadow and that's what we're putting up to people that this is what you need to be you know i don't know how many girls out there and guys too i think but to a lesser degree are like what do you want to grow up i want to be famous
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you know and the, the shadow lover is the is the archetype too it's how many people can you sleep with casanova can you be a casanova that's a shadow lover mm-hmm. that's not the that's not the healthy lover <laughs> Right, yeah you know, people with the ruler. it's like you know you want to be the tyrant, you get to tell everybody what to do, and that's that's shadow as well. That's not a healthy ruler, so I think we do need to be looking at what is healthy, where do we want to be it's, It can't just be knee jerk reaction and and about you know my feelings are hurt
3: and say, I think um if we understand ourselves very well, too, um, because I I want to believe we all inherently start in a, a balanced place, right? We don't know, right, we don't consider right and wrong. I mean, we do know right and wrong, like, you don't go murder people right out the gate or whatever, you know, but we do know it, if it hurts somebody's feelings, we don't do it, or, it, you know, taking is wrong, it's not ours. So, I mean, even as children, you kind of have that innocence, you know, that innocence way of perceiving things but as we get older and then we taste wealth or we taste riches or experience or whatever like we always have these people that um start off as great leaders like they have great ideas they're good at rallying people they're good at um sharing ideas and teaching and and bringing us together and then all of a sudden you know a couple years later there's a sex scandal or a horrific thing about them like there's this downfall and I don't know if it's because we're naturally pulling them down or if they were always a bad person or something or even if they just didn't embrace that shadow side or didn't didn't protect themselves like they didn't like it's okay to indulge but you know and that's everything but like I wonder if they just got so sucked into the shadow side of themselves that it just became this other thing like it just consumed them and their and their identity
1: yeah I can um, I can see that and it's funny because I think when you say that it makes me think of um, you know like earlier uh, the other day during the conversation on the statues on the private group mm-hmm. um, Laura mentioned on your comment about you know should we tear down Martin Luther King and Gandhi because they weren't uh, perfect people. And I think we see, you know, we see these heroes and we can focus on, we like we've been saying, we want to embody these heroes. We want to see these heroes in ourselves. Um, and then we can forget that they were normal people. They had shadow sides just like the rest of us. They were capable of making mistakes, capable of doing things that we wholly aspire not to do. Um, and then and then we we kind of get the this dichotomy. You know, this person is wholly good, you know, so let's just pretend Gandhi never did anything bad. Let's pretend that Martin Luther King never did anything bad, and he is just perfect, and you need to be perfect too. Or at the same time, let's see these people that we consider wholly evil and say that they never did anything good. I mean, a good example in recent years, or what feels like recent years, uh, would be someone like Bill Cosby. You know, obviously, horrible things that he did uh, with women but you also can't deny that he helped educate a lot of children in his younger years. You know, the shows he had did teach you actual, and yeah, maybe he wasn't embodying these, um, these traits in his own life. Um, but, you know, I was a fan of Fat Albert and uh, my dad had us watch like those older cartoons. Uh, he really liked Bill Cosby, you know, and I still remember a lot of those shows. And I still think those shows were good, good influences on me. Um, but now, you know, in this culture where you have to be wholly good or wholly bad, that's just getting more and more extreme as days goes on, you know, let's just erase him from the map. Let's erase everything he did from the map. Let's not separate the art from the artist. Let's, or the the actions from the hero, you know, you have to be one or the other, which kind of, I think we lose a lot when we forget that people can make mistakes. Um, People can start out good and become bad. People can start out, again as we perceive bad and then become good you know or still do good things while being a bad person and still do bad things while being a good person by society standards
0: well and i think that's the probably the rubber meets the road with are you unanimous or not because you know we live in a judeo-christian culture where everything is and and even a dualistic universe you know everything is good or bad but if you're an animist then it's complimentary dualist. and you you've got to take the good with the bad And if you can't do that if you're really gonna say well, this is bad And I'm, I mean, I'm not saying you can't say okay. I don't want to hang out with this narcissist anymore You know, you got to do what you got to do to protect yourself So I'm not saying you know, you have to live with it, but can you be in a place where you can accept it? I think that's the yeah. difference and and I'm having some conversations with people who are just really black and white This is bad. This is good. You're bad. That one's bad. You know, and it's not that simple. It's, and one of the things too that I'm seeing, kind of jumping around a little bit, but with not having my picture, they don't know who they're talking to, and so they they because of your opinion, they think, oh, this person is this, and that could go a lot of different ways depending on the conversation. And then I hate doing this, but as soon as I pull the, okay, I'm multicultural card, (laughs) it becomes a totally different conversation. It's like, Oh, well, you have less value now, or you have more value now, or, you and I don't Mm want to be used that way. Can I just be a person? Can you just be a person Have a conversation? No, can we just be people with different opinions, flawed people with, with different experiences and, and, you know, be where we are because of the results of our experiences and still, be okay with talking to each other does it have to be so
3: complicated (laughs) right i think cancel culture is part of (laughs) it right now it's it's one of those things that uh, we don't give people room to make mistakes we don't give people and and we want to force an apology or something and even then we want to punish you so hard you lose everything Mm -hmm. and um I mean, I think I'm totally, I get some of it, but, you know, Simon, you're right. You brought up these things where, I I mean, I have to think about this too. Like, you know, when Laura, we were talking about the statues, the Martin Luther King or Gandhi, and I I think of other ones like, you know, J. Marion Sims, the statue, I'm not sure where his statue is, but he's the father of gynecology. A lot of women are alive today because of him, except how he got the knowledge was extremely horrendous. Uh, He used slave women and dissected, you know, he basically operated on them without anesthesia and you know, without consent and but so it's one of those things, I think we do need to talk about both of them. So yeah, he gave us this great stuff. And then but he also did this, like, I think you have to, to yeah. give the whole story, like you can't just paint history or change history that it didn't happen. Um, and I think maybe with right. all of that, I think these are conversations that we I mean, I I think so. This is kind of why I'm against statues. Period. Like, I don't like idolizing anybody because we're we're all in that pot, right? I mean, if I were to ever run for president, I hate to figure out, you know, listen to what everybody digs up about me for my past. <laughs> or God knows whenever. But it's it's understanding that we were all human. Like, it's just we make mistakes, and it's how we deal with it and how we treat each other afterwards too i mean because i was watching um just recently and i don't know if you guys know who this is jenna marbles on youtube she's a youtube personality oh has been Mm -hmm. on the platform for decades well maybe 15 years or so um just up and quit her channel because some people had found some old stuff that she did way back in the day that she had already pulled off years ago because she realized that it wasn't great for anybody like she wanted to create a space that was not harmful for people but then cancel culture happened like they're like you did this 20 years ago you're an awful person you don't deserve what you have and why because she's done so much since then that has been very um very nice for people she's contributed so much to people so i don't understand why Like, so I am conflicted about that because I'm like, oh yeah, that's great. And then, you know, and then you hear, oh, he was an adulterer. Oh, he might've been a pedophile or he, or she did this. And then I'm like, oh, so I'm like, what do I do with this information? (laughs) Like, where do I channel this? Well, for me,
0: it's, uh, I was thinking about this of all things in the shower this morning. I don't know why, but (laughs) but I was just thinking of, um, so when I was younger, I used to be a lot more rigid and judgy. I'm a one. My enneagram number is a one, and and I was a cancel culture. I don't like that. You don't you cross the line. Forget to get out of my life. I don't even want to see you again. And and didn't even look back. I'm just like whatever. <laughs> and um, and I was breaking up with this guy, and I I just remembered how how self righteous. I was and It was exactly what you're saying. So you did this bad thing. I want you to pay forever. You know, you're never going to get around this thing. And, and I, it just hit me for some reason this morning, how self-destructive that was. Mm -hmm. I mean, so we were, we were trying to reconcile. I'm like, how can you reconcile with somebody like that? You're, you're making this person feel like crap. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to feel like crap, they want to feel good around you, so if you're like punishing them and stuff that's that's not reconciliation, and it's not it wasn't helping me either because <laughs> it was keeping me in a yeah. pain. so I think you know, yeah, we do have these feelings, yes, we do have these you know, oh, I want to make you pay, but keep moving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know it's gonna pass and and hopefully when it does, you'll get to that juicy, warm, loving center inside of you where you want that connection and you want that love to flow, and you can be vulnerable enough to let it
1: happen. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Well and to integrate both of your points, um, so like Sherry, you were talking about cancel culture, you know, I see that as kind of this movement to demoralize everyone. Yeah. Um you need to you need to we're gonna find anything bad that you ever did. Mm-hmm. And when we do, we're gonna remind you that you are a piece of crap. You know, you are worthless, you are wholly, wholly bad. Yeah. And um Just like you were saying, Laura, about being self-righteous, I think a big message that comes from working with the shadow is forgiveness. Uh, Being able to forgive other people, being able to see that, yeah, you messed up. Yeah, you did something that hurt me or hurt yourself or hurt other people. You really made a mistake. Um, But that doesn't mean you're nothing but mistakes, you know? And when we focus on, when we let ourselves believe that other people can be wholly bad, well, now what happens when you make a mistake?
2: Right.
1: You know, now you have already decided to to stay internally consistent. You already decided that you are wholly bad, and and I think that is a big part, you know, of this uh, cancel culture is to make everybody, quote unquote, realize that they are horrible, so that we can find someone else to tell us you know, this is what you have to do to be good. And then, you know, if you're not integrating that shadow. Everybody's just, just begging to be accepted as good. So I'm going to do whatever anybody tells me as long as, you know, I can feel like a good person again, which is very destructive. I think for society right, uh, and individuals altogether.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it robs you of your sovereignty. Correct.
1: I mean, you yeah. have to yeah. be the
0: ultimate judge on who you are and what you believe. And if you are always relying on somebody else for your, self-worth
3: that's just a real vulnerable place to be <laughs> yeah well I um I, I have a friend who recently quit uh Facebook well she takes breaks every now and then because she's she's one of those people um I love her as a human being but she um there are instances where she kind of, it's like mob mentality where yeah she's so against something and then she just tells everybody else to so she puts these edicts out like you need to hate this or so and so did this and like, well i wasn't so i never jump on this i'm like well i wasn't there what's the rest of the conversation what happened what you know i need detail i'm a gemini i need details like i need <laughs> i need information and even then i probably won't pick a, a, a thing anyway but it's just listening to her inflexibility because I used to try to argue with it or put in, Well, what did you think about this angle? or Maybe this person felt this or whatever. And she's like, No, 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 this is, you know, and I'm like, Well, but you're being the bad guy now. Like you are mm-hmm. creating an army to hate someone, or you are not even trying to grow or change or hear something from somebody else's point of view because we all have a reason on how we got somewhere. Yep. And, you know, and then when you do, I, and I feel this way with a lot of people in groups, like they feel like they're doing right because they're so screamy for everybody else. And they're like, you know, and to the point that I, I, it's hilarious. Like, um, (laughs) there was an instance where, uh, I was, I'm in a sewing group on Facebook because I like to sew. And somebody asked if they can make a hanbok, which is a traditional Korean dress and she was not Korean, and she made that perfectly clear, and she said somebody else commissioned her to do this. Everybody else jumped on her, like, you can't do this, you're not Korean, you're not whatever, and I was like, how do you know she doesn't work for a theater company? How do you know she is not part of a historical society? And I was like, there's no law out there that says only Korean people can make combo. and then I was looking, and not one of these people was Korean, I was like, look, I'm a Korean, (laughs) not that this means much, but I give you permission. (laughs) Like, I don't care. You make that hanbok and you send me pictures of it. Like, I don't understand. Like, everybody's like, you can't, it just, it's the mentality behind it. And they think they're doing great because they're standing up for everybody else. But the thing, the voices like, let the people that are actually being oppressed stand up for themselves. And then, and then you listen or, or just listen in general. Like, do you really, when you start championing causes like that, you're hurting everybody there i totally agree i
0: totally agree um when i went to a reservation i was devastated to see everything (laughs) everything (laughs) and you know i i have resources i have skills i have things that i can contribute and um it's hard to sit back and look at that and not do something, but they need to do it for themselves. It's part of a healing process. It's part of regaining your identity and your strength. And it's that hero journey. You can't make that hero Mm -hmm. journey for anybody else. They have to do it for themselves because you, that part of that is meeting your shadow and breaking away from the oppression or your mother or whatever the thing is that's holding you back. You cannot be a hero by having somebody pick you up and put you somewhere else. You just can't
1: yeah no, and i I really like that you bring up doing things for yourself because again, going back to sovereignty and that's you know personal responsibility and individuality is of the utmost importance um, and that's what I find so ironic about this this social justice movement of you know we need to defend other races is you're you're assigning them this victim role you know you have these you have these super you know, to use the lingo, the lingo uh, super woke whites, you know, who are out here. We're here to defend you. We're here. We are the moral authority. We are whites. We know that we are the ones who can save you. We are the ones who can help you because you can't do it on your own. Y'all can't figure these things out on your own. And, you know, just like Sherry said, I'm Korean. I give you the pass to make the Korean dress. Let them, let these people decide what they want and stop telling them what they need. To uh, to do, um, you know, some of the most popular speakers—well, I should say least popular—but I think you know, most intellectual speakers um, in the Black community, community today are people like uh, Thomas Sowell. Um, he talks a lot about uh, how um, how one of the biggest things affecting Black communities right now are that they aren't taking responsibility for their own actions. They are looking for handouts, they are looking for you know, things to be given to them um, under this idea that they are owed by because of you know the history of the country and things like that, and it hurts them more than it helps them. Um, and I think that works for anyone in any situation. If you believe that things are owed to you, or if you believe that, that other people need to do things on your behalf, you never take responsibility for your own actions and you can't ever really better yourself. You can't ever be that hero because you're always living in the shadow of this villain and letting him run, you know, letting the shadow energy run your entire existence and define your existence.
0: Yeah, I think that's, I mean, you could apply that to any archetype. So the the explorer archetype, you know, do you, if you live through somebody else's adventures, they're not your own. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, yeah. if you live through somebody else's conquest, their love love life that's not your experience and the last thing i want to do is be a bystander in my own life you know i'm okay with making mistakes i'm okay i mean god knows that i was thinking about the the president running for president thing (laughs) i am the most imperfect candidate if you want to dig up some dirt on me there's plenty Oh, OK, sure. so, I, I'm just like, OK, I own it all. And I've done some dumb stuff. So let me just tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but we grow and it's OK. And if you're going to if you're going to hold me to that, then you're not seeing who I am today. And I would like to see right. who you are today. I think it's juicy to have that relationship today. You know, we're not going to be the same person five minutes from now. So <laughs> let's just have yeah. it. Today.
1: <laughs> and that, on a quick note, that's something I wanted to bring up. Uh, what you said earlier, um, we can't we can't decide our past. We can't change our past. However, we got to where we are now. This is who we are. This is how we got here. Um, and living in the past and focusing on what people have done to define them now, to define them now is unhealthy. It's not going to work. Right. We 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 have judgment. We have this ability to judge, so that we can figure out the best way to move forward. You know. Did did the things I do, do I want the kinds of things that happened from my mistakes to happen again? Do I do I see you for who you are and do I want you to affect my future? You know, and if you are someone who learned from your mistakes, then yes, I want you in my future. I want you to be a voice of reason that can help me see my own mistakes. Or if you're not learning from it and you're stuck in the past, well you're gonna still be in the past when I'm moving forward. And that's not gonna help anyone. Right. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, and the sage is another archetype, you know, and if you want to get to a place of wisdom, you have to make mistakes. You have to look in your mm-hmm. shadow. So it's all part of living to not have a shadow is to not live or to not see your shadow. Cause we all have one, you know? I mean, to me, I think it's sexy. It's exciting. It's, it's hurtful. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a, Ego crushing, but that's part of destruction, is part of it too. You know, you got to get your ego crushed every yep. now and then. <laughs>
2: you
0: know, yep. your heart never breaks, you don't love well. Mm. So it's just yep. part of being in the game.
1: It's, yeah. it's negativity that gives you the ability to see the positive.
0: Exactly. You know,
1: if you have nothing to compare it to, then positivity is just boring.
2: Yeah.
0: Because
1: absolutely. you have nothing to compare it to. It, it becomes the mundane. And yeah. that's why I struggle, both internal and external, matters so much. That's why the shadow matters so much um, because it's only through the shadow and what is projected that we can actually see where the light is.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everybody thinks it's so, I don't know, embarrassing or, and it is, I'm not gonna say it's not. <laughs> yeah, you know?
2: yeah.
0: But you know, if you got a good sense
3: of humor, you could laugh your way through anything. Right, I mean, I
2: can't
3: yeah. think about that. like for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. For sure. Especially, I mean, and the thing is, and you're right, Laura, it means you lived. Like, <laughs> I mean, I've done
2: mm-hmm.
3: crazy stuff. <laughs> like, the thought of social media before, like, because I, I, you know, I was there in the days of MySpace. And so, like, <laughs> um, and when you didn't really care, it was like you could have all the numbers. And then when Facebook happened, you're like, oh, I need to be really careful about who I'm letting back. Because, you know, everybody comes out of the woodworks, everybody from your childhood, everybody from your whatever. And yep. you ah do I really want to go down this road and then for me I you know some of them I was like oh I like them and cool but then I thought well did somebody grow and learn and change and do something different so I'm like oh I'm interested in in that and then you see and then you're like well what about me did I change did I grow did I did I get better hopefully (laughs) it's like you know or did I learn something along the way and I you know I, I think that like I don't take back anything I've experienced in my life, I'm trying to think about this now as I'm saying this, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I mean, I regret hurting people, especially if it was intentionally um, and unintentionally, but I think part of that's all of our story, right? That's all of our, our growth, our path for wherever we're going. So I, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't regret any experience I ever had or any decision I made because I had to do it to get here and I had to learn. Mm-hmm. You know, And I think part of that, too, is when I finally became a responsible adult, um, doing shadow work and, and and looking into that is, you know, you're like, ugh, <laughs> did I gain something from this or I did that? And then you're like, okay. And, and then you're okay with it. And then you're okay with things in the future. Like, if you have to make terrible decisions, you can. Um, or yeah. if you have, because sometimes you just don't have, you know, it's, it's that, uh, that, that questions you can get you know it's like your family is waiting at a bus stop or you know there's a train that's about to rail to hit a bunch of orphans or whatever and you have to pick who dies like it's a sucky question but if you are understanding of yourself you know it's it's telling on who you're going to (laughs) choose to die yeah and i
1: i love those ethical questions because i think because i do believe they're so important when you're forced to make a negative choice or a negative choice that's the best time to figure out who you are and what you actually value. Because either way, you're not going to be happy with what you did. And sometimes in life, we do have to make these negative, you know, perceivably negative choices to make room for other positive events. You know, um, you have to, uh, you have to take away, you have to make space for new things to, to cultivate and to grow. Just like you, you know, I mean, Sherry, sure, you're a better gardener than I am, but you—you know—you prune um, like parts of the plant so that it can grow more healthily. You know, if you just let everything—if you just let everything go unruly and take a completely passive approach and just say, you know, I'm going to never make any mistakes and never do anything negative, I'm not going to take any risks, um, things usually end up perceivably worse in the future. Yeah. You know, you have to be willing to make those mistakes. You have the importance is that you act and you're going to do things wrong, but you don't learn anything from doing things right. You know, you don't learn anything, but you learn so much more when you do things wrong than when you do things right. Uh, It makes it easier for you to do
2: things right.
0: I think those attitudes have to be modeled though, because it's one thing to have them internally, but if you don't ever speak them, then the people around you, especially, have kids, then they don't learn because they don't, they don't can't benefit from your internal process.
2: Mm-hmm. If
0: you're on social media and you just sit, you're a lurker and you never share,
3: mm. see, I'm guilty of that, <laughs> like, <a> <laughs> <lot>. <laughs> but no, for sure. It's, for me, um, I can't process that quickly, like, I have to think about some things, yeah, and that's because. I'm not in touch with my shadow side a lot of the times because I, I don't want to say the wrong thing or, or I don't want to edit myself later. And it, which is kind of stupid because we're allowed to, we're allowed to edit and change ourselves. And, I, you know, and I, um, I'm embracing that a little bit more personally, uh, because it, that's, that's life. That's how it works. Right. Like, you have, um, because what, some of the people that I have the hard time, hardest time listening to are people that can't. budge or edit themselves or say oh I made a mistake or you know um which used to be a problem of mine especially when I was way younger it's you know it's having this in maybe entitlement or I don't know what it was but it was just like never wrong never whatever I gotta stick to my guns gotta you know double down on everything I say and 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 that's just not true like you have to be willing to suck it up and be like oh no I was wrong sorry Yeah. yeah
1: yeah No, it's uh that's something I really like about uh pan society in general, or since I've joined the group, like you said, um, you know lurking in the media, not not saying anything, just listening and doing your best to avoid offending anyone. Mm. Um, something I've loved about pan society is i I really have i mean you know I've talked to both of you when I first uh, joined. I was really worried about saying the wrong thing, I was really worried about offending someone too much. Um, or being too honest because I have a lot of unpopular opinions. <laughs> um, but you know, I I know now that I really can say what I want. And when I say what I want or say what I feel, I mean, you know, sometimes I'll look back at it and I'll be like, you know, I didn't say anything constructive here. I really just had an emotional fit and shouldn't have said what I said or whatever. Um, but then I learned from that, you know, and having that ability to say those things, yeah. having the ability to be completely honest and let not only yourself reflect on your own actions, but see the reflection of yourself through other people's reactions, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe I said something that I thought was going to offend everybody, uh, and people agreed. Maybe I said something that I thought everybody was thinking, and people, you know, showed me like, hey, that's a really weird position to take (laughs) on this, Um, (laughs) and, you know, I think that, I think that benefits everyone. Um, You You know, that authenticity, Matters so much because if you're not being authentic, then you're not anything, you know, you're just, you are, you have become a shadow of society as opposed to a light within it.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Integrity is so important to me. You know, somebody with the worst opinions could change, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: you know, and somebody with no opinion can start having them. But you gotta, you gotta have, be authentic. You have to be have some integrity and stand for something. Mm-hmm. And like you mm-hmm. said, uh, Sherry, you can it. You know, be like, yeah. that I don't know what I was talking
3: about. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah. And I like those conversations. Yeah, I like when people respond with their gut reactions, or even just if they thought about it and this is how I feel, because it gives me something to think about too. It gives me an angle that I didn't see. It gives yeah. me. Maybe something I need to think about. Like maybe I was just too opinionated on something, and I'm on the on the wrong side, or maybe not even the wrong side, but I, you know, maybe I was trying to force an idea that's not con, uh, conducive to what's happening. Um, so I, I, I mm-hmm. like those things. I, I like those when people share, or especially when they have wildly different opinions. Like Laura and I don't agree on everything. <laughs> like we, you know, and and I like that because there's a differing point of view like we are coming from different places so we have a different perspective and you know whether our shadow sides are involved in that or not um we all can learn from that and and pick something like if we're willing to if we're willing to hear it and um so i you know short of saying it's okay to kick puppies. I'm, I'm down with. It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause I think it's, if you
0: show up authentically, no matter what your reality is, it's a way of honoring the space and saying, you know, I, I, I belong here. Really. You know, I belong yeah. here. I trust you. And here I am. Mm-hmm. That is such, I mean, mm-hmm. I've been talking on YouTube about tribe and that is such a tribal thing you know we don't have tribes and if we if we desperately need tribes and if you if you have a space like that my god you know use it and honor it and love it and grow it
1: <laughs> yeah and that's you know that's something again going back to you know jung um and his interpretation of shadow he has this idea of collective unconscious things that humans as a whole need you know we can be individuals but at the end of the day we're all still human And there are some things that that are going to be a part of you no matter what. Um, And just like we need a tribe and we don't have a tribe, our tribes are kind of replaced and forced onto us now with these, you know, social ideologies or these these large groups that don't value you as a person or you don't even have a voice in them. Um, But you are part of the party or part of the movement or whatever. And you just have to conform as opposed to help shape. Uh, the group that you belong to, which really, I mean, reduces our diversity of opinion, reduces our individuality, reduces our authenticity. And before you know it, you're all just the same person and you deny that you could be anything else.
0: Yeah. I just had that experience. Um, I was in a pagan group and like everywhere, they're talking about the, um, racial tensions and all this. And, uh, Mm -hmm. They're saying, oh, we want to cultivate diversity. We want more people of color in the group. And then they're basically all speaking the same ideology. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. well, you got somebody right here. I've got an opinion. Would you like to hear it? And they really didn't. Mm. Okay. well, that's why you don't have people of color in your group.
1: (laughs) Yep. We want want diversity of representatives, not diversity of opinion. We want a lot of different people that say the same thing. Not
2: Mm
0: -hmm.
1: anyone who's got something else to say.
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: And I I appreciate those, that diversity so much. You know, we're not, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think if I had to hang out with all of my 25 year old self, oh my God. (laughs) 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 Oh my God. (laughs) You'd never grow that way. (laughs) 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 No, I agree. And sometimes but, the the baby of the group has just not had enough experience to be jaded, and that is the wisest person in the group, you know. So I I really like having people who are naive and really haven't had that much experience too, because they could say some really profound things. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and that's you know that's something um, that makes me think. Okay, so like you said, we can uh, if we are growing, if we if we continue to grow, and we are you know, having healthy reflection, we are, you know, maybe the members of our tribe have all gotten to what we all perceive as a pretty good place. You know, we are growing, we are doing much better. It can really help to get those, you know, babies or people that are completely away from the growth that y'all experienced to remind you that like, oh, yeah, not everybody thinks like us. Not everybody uh, is as focused on growing as we are. We need to remember that our message, you know, whether it's a message or opinion or, you know, uh, resources or tools for growing, not everybody has these. Not everybody is looking at them. Not everybody is using them. Um, and now we have this ability to, to show someone else what we've learned and then learn from them because they're bringing in this fresh energy, this new, uh, these new opinions that we may have completely forgotten about or already in our heads moved past and kind of, you know, ignored them.
0: Yeah. It's all circle. Uh, it all comes back. Yeah. that's Cancer no, really? <laughs> body is so uh, simple. You know, everything is sacred. That's a pretty simple mm-hmm. thing. And then the path, sovereignty, connection, and oneness. I think if you stay within that framework, you're always going to have some guidelines because what I see for some, and I do this too, is it, you know, you forget the big picture. And that's the oneness if if you get lost in your opinion and and it doesn't represent oneness, then it's missing something you know you need to keep going <laughs> so i I do try to use that as my guide. you know how does this fit into here and so far, yeah. or the archetypes or the elements or the you know i mean they they're basics and if if I can't make it work, then I'm just like, okay, I need to think about this some more.
1: yeah, now everything. Everything has a lesson. Everything is a part of that oneness, whether it recognizes it or not. And, you know, these things will teach you a different lesson at different times. Sometimes they will teach you the opposite lesson that they taught you last time, you know, because everything, the complementary duality is in everything. You can see it everywhere and you just have to open yourself up to it to help you maintain that balance. Um, Which is why You know, I I wanted to talk about shadow in the first place because you see in a lot of spiritual communities, whether it's, you know, an organized religion or, um, you know, like Christianity, for example, or a, you know, neo-spiritual movement, like love and light kind of community and stuff like that. They always want to put this darkness onto something else. You know, the darkness is not a part of us. Um, You know, there's a devil that is responsible for everything. There is you know, this darkness that must be avoided at all costs. Like, no, that's darkness is just something that you can't see or wish not to see or try to hide. Um, but when you go back to that oneness, even the most horrible things you can think of, those are still part of the universe. Those still all came from the same source that, you know, love and hate came from the same things. Light and dark came from the same things. Um, you know they all stem from the same origin, so can anything be bad or good? Not really only only how you wish to integrate these things in your life and you know use the energies that come your way. Uh,
0: and I think uh, that's good too, for reminding <laughs> uh ourselves why we don't have dogma because yeah, you can't <laughs> nothing's absolute,
2: right,
1: <laughs> yeah. See, that's something I've said before. That's what I love about pan society is that no one's pretending to know the truth. No one's pretending to have the answer.
2: Right.
1: The, the spiritual journey is that we're all on it together and continuing through it no matter what. Um, and it's been really valuable to me. But
0: (laughs) (laughs) I enjoy having you here. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I'm so glad I found you all. Honestly, it was a complete accident. (laughs) I just found one of your videos on YouTube. Um, but I've, I've already felt like I've gotten a lot from joining the group and being able to talk to all of y'all. Um, and I liked this. I would love to be on the podcast again. This is super fun.
0: (laughs) Sure, for sure. (laughs) Uh,
1: But but yeah, no, I'm, I'm really happy that uh, y'all created this and I think you're doing really good.
0: Thank you. So let's close by sending gratitude to the elements, our loving, helping ancestors for being here. Thank you, Simon, for being a guest. And thank Thank all our listeners for joining us on this edition of Modern Animism Radio. And don't forget to donate um, on our website at pansociety.net if that speaks to you. Um, I'm Laura Giles for Pan Society. See you next week.